Hey y'all, welcome back to the Half Course Shot. I'm your host Nathan Park. Um, today, I kind of don't have a specific topic I really want to talk about. So, I mean, I guess I'll just speak about whatever comes to mind. Um, that being said, um, the All-Star votes, the fan votes came back and obviously, I'm not naming names, they all deserve the spot, but there's one person in particular that I think should have made it over someone else, and I think that is Damian Lillard. I think um, he's been balling out, and yes, um, Luka Doncic does beat him in essentially every category, but if you watch him play, this guy Damian Lillard has the most clutch points in the NBA. He Portland Trailblazers, without really making any significant changes to the roster, in fact, the team got worse. Um, CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic are both out, and it's just Damian Lillard, and he's still holding his ground. The Portland Trailblazers are a top six team in the West right now, record-wise, um, and the team looks like they're in a good spot for playoff contention. So, and on Luka Doncic's Mavs team, they're struggling a little bit. They went on a pretty big losing streak, and um, yes, he was balling out, but I also feel like team record should matter and also Damian Lillard won the vote over Luka Doncic when it came to player votes and um just other staff and the committee and those people's votes he was ahead of Luka Doncic in that but when it came to fan votes Luka Doncic was the more popular choice therefore Luka Doncic became or was named the Western Conference All-Star starter and I found that a little bit crazy. It had me thinking, um, when, or something has to change about the fan vote. Because, yes, it is fun, us fans being able to interact with what goes on in the NBA. But there are just so many flaws and just how much the fan vote matters in an All-Star game is a teeny bit too much as of right now. Um... I think they should do what they do with like football or baseball where fan votes don't count for as much as they do in basketball where it could literally swing a vote from a guy who's leading when it comes to player votes and he doesn't get the starting spot because the fan votes just beat him by a landslide. I just don't think that's really fair to the players because we saw a lot of flaws in this in this all-star game voting, um, when it comes to the fans, we saw Carmelo Anthony in the top 10. Clay Thompson, who hasn't played a single game, who, yes, if he were playing, could totally be a valid option. But he's not playing. He's out with an injury. so And he was still top 10, which is a little bit confusing. We saw people like Alex Caruso up there, who, no disrespect, he's not an all-star. Nor, he sh- nor should he be in the top 10 voting this season. Um... So it's just there are so many flaws in this fan voting and I just think it's a little bit unfair to the players who actually worked hard for them. Not saying Luka Doncic didn't work hard for obviously. He deserves a spot. I just think Dame deserved it more. And yeah, that's number one. Um, Number two, we saw um the Hornets beat the Warriors today. Um, Yeah, the date today is February 20th. Um, probably, you guys are probably going to see this on Sunday, February 21st, but yeah, the Warriors beat the Hornets today on a crazy buzzer beater by Terry Rozier after Draymond Green got ejected for two technical fouls, 
and I'm not gonna say nothing about that game. I I don't want to say anything about that game. But you know, there are a lot of people that say, "Oh, Terriers, you carry the ball," which ah, you can't really call that as a referee. No one really does call that as a referee. Um, also, another thing, Draymond Green got ejected because he got a technical foul arguing call that the refs made, uh, saying whatever the Hornets called a timeout when Gordon Hayward didn't have possession. I'm not gonna say anything about that. People say he did. People say he didn't. Doesn't matter. People say Draymond sold the game. People say the refs sold the game. So that game was just crazy in general. Also, we saw a finals matchup with the Heat and the Lakers, and the Heat beat the Lakers. Yes, it wasn't without. Or yes, it wasn't with Anthony Davis, but that is also a little bit concerning because the Lakers do not look very good without Anthony Davis, and it's just like, yes, you have a guy like LeBron James who carried a bad Cavs team to the finals, but it's like, he can't do it all the time, and yes, it's one game, and yes, a lot of people are over-exaggerating, saying, oh, the Lakers need Anthony Davis, they're not going to win without Anthony Davis, but yes, I completely agree to an extent. I think without Anthony Davis on that roster, the Lakers are not the favorites to win the championship, and um, there are people that are going to disagree with me, people that will agree with me, but it's just, that's just my opinion, and you know, Nothing you can do to change it, I guess, until the Lakers show me that they have what it takes to still be the favorites to beat a team like the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Yeah, third thing, and then I'll talk about just one more thing. Um, Zach Levine needs to be an all-star. That's just just straight up. He had 38 points or 36, 38 points against the Sacramento Kings today and just... Just came in clutch when they needed him to. He hit tough shot after tough shot. And yes, he did turn over the ball a little bit in crunch time. But, you know, he hit the shots when it mattered. And this guy needs to be an all-star. As a Sacramento Kings fan, yes, it hurts to say. Yes, it hurts to see them lose three, four games in a row. But, you know, Zach Levine does deserve the spot. I'm not going to discredit him just because he did it on my team. He dropped 38 points on my team and beat my team he deserves to be an all-star 100% and if he doesn't I've just lost all faith in the all-star game voting uh he 100% deserves it without a question and you know he has been deserving of the spot and I really hope he does last last thing my mid-season awards um okay so Obviously, I did this a little bit in an earlier episode, and I think I got a lot of stuff wrong, to be honest. Um, as of as of right now, I think the MVP frontrunner, in my opinion, is Nikola Jokic. I think that this guy, he's he's a walking triple-double. Not even just like a basic 10-10-10 triple-double. He puts up 30 points, grabs 12 boards and 15 assists it's just it's off the chart it's not even like he's barely getting him he's getting them in like one half of a game or three quarters of a game and it's like it's like this big guy that doesn't really look like he knows what he's doing but he just he he does and it's it's crazy to see and he's the leader of this super young nuggets team and this this team has so much hope for the future and yeah it's just this guy is the mvp frontrunner at 
at a young age i just i i really respect that um and yes a lot of people will can argue for lebron james can argue for damian lillard who is another guy on my radar because he is one of my favorite players in the nba and he has been since he was in college and yeah but i think as of right now it is nikola Jokic. he just looks like unstoppable player he looks like a point center that really hasn't happened in the nba before and it's just yeah that's that um second award is the six man of the year award um or, i mean it's going in no particular order but six man of the year is next it's got to be jordan clarkson no question about it um yeah, obviously there's a guy like Montrez Harrell and the other good bench pieces, but Jordan Clarkson, he's been playing out of his mind right now. He's having a breakout season, having career, he's having a career year, career numbers, and he he's a huge asset to this Jazz team who's currently first or has the best record in the NBA. And we'll we'll mention them more as 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 it goes on, but there's gonna be yeah, a lot of jazz coming up in these awards. I I feel like as of right now in the midseason, they're playing so great defensively and offensively, and Jordan Clarkson is a huge huge part of that, or of the of the offense at least. And I think he's truly deserving of the Six Man of the Year award. And yeah, that's that. Um, next award is the Most Improved Player of the Year award. I think as of right now, it's probably going to Jeremy Grant, only because Christian Wood hasn't played in a while i think it has to go to jeremy grant because yeah we all thought okay yeah like this guy was a good good piece on the nuggets but going to the pistons making that much money that's questionable move will he really be able to perform on the pistons and be their leader the answer is yes short answer um this guy's averaging 20 plus points per game and yeah although the pistons don't have the best record he is balling out of his mind right now and i think a guy that jumps from mid mid 10 points per game to 20 some points per game he's truly deserving of that award and if he keeps this up i think i think he will win the award um and like i mentioned christian wood is obviously another pick for that he's been playing great he just hasn't been able to get as many games as jeremy grant that's what puts him over the edge Next award is the Defensive Player of the Year award. I think that goes to Rudy Gobert. Yes, Miles Turner. He had a very hot start to the season, and he is leading the NBA in blocks. But I think Rudy Gobert just has such a presence on the Jazz defense, and I think without him, the Jazz are nowhere as good as they are right now. I think he. I think his value on the court is so much greater than what the stats say. Like yes. He does not. He's not averaging the most blocks. He's not getting the most rebounds. He's not scoring the most points. He's not doing any of that. But his presence on the defensive side of the ball is so great that whether he gets a block or not, he is going to stop the guy that's coming at him in the paint. He's going to contest a shot, make it go off, whether he tips it or not. And I think that is just so much greater than getting a block one in every couple plays. I think, yeah, just being able to stop the ball, doing things without filling the stat sheet is such a great thing to have, especially for this award. And I think he really is deserving of this award. And last but not least, I have the Coach of the Year award. 
I think without question it should go to Quinn Snyder because this Jazz team really didn't make any significant changes to their roster. And it's just everyone's just kind of growing and developing. And I think Quinn Snyder is a huge part of everyone's development. Yes, they have a guy named Donovan Mitchell who is playing great. They have a guy named Rudy Gobert and a bunch of players in between that are doing their thing. But I don't I don't think any of that would have happened without a coach like Quinn Snyder. I think um, since losing in the playoffs to the Denver Nuggets, I think this this Jazz team completely, completely rebooted their offense as well as their defense. And I think it's just turned them for the better. And I think that this team is so much better because they have a coach like Quinn Snyder and he is 100% deserving of the role. And I think... That he will win it if the Jazz end up being the number one seed in the in the West or just in the NBA in general. But yeah, that wraps it up from me. I'm your host, Nathan Park, and this has been the Half Court Shot. I will see you guys next week. Have an amazing rest of your day. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. It's been great.